is Tansley Stearns. Tansley Stearns is your greatest challenger and biggest cheerleader. Inspirational human being who loves people. Future forward leadership. Tansley Stearns is a badass. Tansley Stearns is my mom, my hero, and I love her very much. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is Chase Bonhag, CEO and co-founder of First Ignite, an AI-driven platform simplifying the process for universities to craft compelling marketing content by analyzing complex research data and publications. This helps speed up the process of getting research data into the hands of experts who can turn it into new products and processes that impact our world. This is Chase's story. Who is Chase Bonhag? Yeah, so Chase Bonhag is a great husband, a good son, <laughs> uh, yes. uh, a Michigander, uh, an ex-venture capitalist, and a technology entrepreneur. That's fantastic. Finish this sentence for me. The world will be a better place when... When everyone gets along and is nice to each other. When you're at your happiest, most joyful times you're listening to? Green Sky Bluegrass, um, a band out of Kalamazoo originally, uh, but they've now gone on to sell out shows like Red Rocks, and I'm a big Green Sky guy. So, Very cool. What's an album you'll listen to from first song to last? Yeah, Handguns by Green Sky. It was definitely the album from them that... Uh, got me sucked in. And uh, so that that's definitely on repeat. Fantastic. Tell us what's made you laugh out loud recently. Uh, my my dog and cat. So we've got uh, a dog, Max, and a cat, Cotton. But Cotton, we got really young, so he thinks he's a dog. And so we got a lot of fun, a lot of fun with those two. That's fantastic. When was the last time you danced so hard your feet were sore? Yeah, I love I like dancing. So uh Hoxieville Music Festival, which is just south of Traverse City every year. And so um that would have been in August last year. Uh I've danced since, but that's definitely the last time that my feet were very sore after the weekend. Bonhag reminds us that changing our environment is an important part of a healing process. Specifically for him, it's about getting outside and into nature and enjoying what's around him in a natural environment. But we can all learn from the idea of getting outside of our usual daily spaces. When you feel down, you heal by? Uh, spending time with my wife in the outdoors somewhere in Michigan. Uh, we like to travel to the Upper Peninsula. I live in the Traverse City area, so lots of good stuff around here. Um, but definitely definitely getting outdoors. I, I work in tech and I work in the computer a lot. So I think that um, getting outside and, and spending time with my wife is definitely the, the, the things that help make me feel better. Who's someone you look up to? My dad. Uh, my dad rocks. And I think, uh, especially two things, one would be his positive, his like endless positive attitude, as well as his work ethic. I think those two have rubbed off on me really well. And I think those are two things that, um, I very much admire about him and and think are really positive traits. Awesome. What's a mantra you live by? Yeah. If you believe it, uh, you'll achieve it. I think that, uh, our attitudes and the way we think about what we're working on is, is really important. And so, um, You've got to think that you can do it. Uh, and if you do, you will. And so, yeah, if you believe it, you will achieve it. Tell us about your impossible. 
Yeah. So our impossible is, is definitely, definitely some days feels impossible, but uh, yeah, let me just paint the picture a little bit. So I like to always ask, like, did you know that Allegra, the internet browser and toothpaste started inside of a research laboratory in a university campus? Um, And a lot of people don't realize that. And so uh, every year universities are conducting over $86 billion in research in the U S alone. But a majority of that research is staying within the walls of the laboratory and doesn't actually end up becoming things like Allegra or toothpaste and these world changing products that have started there. And so our impossible is we're on a mission to build software to help speed up the pace or increase the output of the research taking that $86 billion of research that takes place in the university campus, helping it get outside of those laboratories and connect, connect with companies that want to turn them into products and partner on an innovation. And so, yeah, our impossible is speeding up the pace at which university research gets to market. It's amazing. What are some of the challenges you face that seemed insurmountable? Yeah. So I think as an entrepreneur, I think challenges, it's just something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. And I don't think they ever stop. And I think they often feel insurmountable, but looking back, at least on the pace, uh, progress of first ignite, at least in that, that scope, um, I never thought we'd get a first customer that took us nine months. And that was really tough because we didn't make any money or have any, no one wants to invest in your company uh, in that case. So that was really tough, uh, but it, we did it. Uh, I didn't think we'd ever raise any capital. So I live in Elk Rapids. Mm-hmm. So not just Traverse city, but I live in a 1500 person village in, in Elk Rapids, Michigan. So we're not, we don't have a ton of venture capital firms in town. Um, and so raising capital to build a technology company definitely felt insurmountable. I'd moved from Chicago where there's lots of capital and lots of investors. And so uh, that seemed really tough at a time. And then I think building our software, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we work in a very complex field and, and it can be feel overwhelming, but those three things all seemed insurmountable at different times. Um, but I think we believed that we could, uh, and we ended up achieving it, whether we maybe not as fast as we hoped to at different times, but we kept going. And so, yeah, those, those would be the three challenges that I can remember being very tough. Was there a point during your journey when you felt like giving up? I like this question. I still, I don't know if other entrepreneurs do. I think they're lying if they don't tell you they're not. I still feel like giving up some days. Like this is a really hard path to go on. Um, It's a huge roller coaster. But I think the thing is like, I'm able to shake those thoughts really quickly now. Like Mm -hmm. I might have a bad day and I'm like, I'm so sick of this. I wish I just worked somewhere. They'd probably pay me more. And I could just like go home at the end of the day and my job would start again the following day. And that's not my life. Um, But yeah, I'm able to, it's not all sunshine and rainbows in entrepreneurship. And so even when things are going well, it can still be overwhelming. In fact, I think the better things go, sometimes it gets harder. And so, um, but we attack our dreams every day. And uh, I think through the ups and downs, just you got to stay persistent and be disciplined about it. And so um, I, I, yes, there were times I felt like giving up. There were probably times I felt like giving up in the last 90 days, but uh, we don't give up. And I think by doing so, we keep moving forward in a really good direction. So. Would you please share a story about a time where things went bananas that you can look back on now and laugh about? Yeah, I I, I like this question because uh, it's more it's it's pretty constant. And actually, I think so raising capital, getting customers and building product was like that used to be these insurmountable goals. Uh, Then we started having like unique challenges. So this spring, starting in January, we send about 10,000 emails a month or something like that for Signite does. We went from having them all deliver and have like a 50% open rate and all these beautiful things that were like associated with our growth to that dropping off to 0%. Everything stopped working. So email deliverability, uh, 
it just everything about our business was under attack. And, and that was the first time ever I felt like powerless over uh, what was happening. I didn't know why. And we had to spend 90 days like trying different things, switching email providers, changing softwares that we were using. Um, and all the while, our customers are like, you know, hey, why why aren't we getting the results we we're expecting? So like we we're hearing it from every angle. But um, that was actually the hardest time for, for us as of late. And I think as a company, just because um, we had customers that wanted to work with us. We had customers that were working with us. We're now not delivering satisfied customers is how you grow if anyone doesn't know. And so like we're no longer satisfying our customers in the way we were. And so it it, it was super overwhelming. Um, we got through that. Uh, and now we're back on on path. We solved all those problems, but um, that was something that I mean, I had the risk of 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 disrupting our our company's growth potential or our company's survivability. And um, it was something that it took a very long time, longer than I wish it would have, uh, but we we got through it. Bonhag talks about being forced to think of your business in different ways when something you're used to being able to count on, like ever important funding, aren't available in the ways you've always known. Intelligently knowing how to shift plans is an essential business and life skill. As you said, achieving your impossible is one thing, but there are no fairy tales with happy endings. We reach milestones. We keep going. What challenges is your impossible still facing? Yeah, well, um, lot, lots. You know, I think one of the one of the things about tech that's so interesting right now is like uh, we've reached what they're calling the technology winter, meaning like funding has dropped off a cliff where there was $200 billion a year in funding last year. We're probably looking at like 50 to 80 billion, like an all-time low or in the last 10 years. Uh, so that can be intimidating. Uh, it forces you to think about your business in different ways. Whereas maybe you could go get $250,000 from an investor before, like maybe you've got to go get it from customers. So I think those are, that's something that's, that's, it hasn't impacted our business a ton yet. We haven't had to do layoffs, anything like this, but it's definitely something that like, we have to pay attention to and alter like our growth plans um, intelligently. And then I think overall, uh, yeah, that, so that makes for like a big impossible. I think then with that being said, I think uh, the push to new products, shipping product quickly and getting customers, we just have to work at a pace that allows us to um, get things done faster, which is more cost effective. And, uh, but that'll definitely be, be the impossible is, um, there just aren't the resources for companies like ours that there were a year or two ago. And uh, we have to navigate those waters, uh, you know, and we'll be all right. What's your advice for folks to face their fear of inaction and use that fire in their bellies to bring their impossible dreams to life? Yeah, love this question. So this is my second entrepreneurial uh, venture. The first one I did coming out of undergrad uh, from Western Michigan University, go Broncos. And uh, I don't think that venture had a shot in the world. So we launched a tech startup. We didn't get any customers. We failed. It was about a year, year's worth of full-time effort. But um, I skyrocketed from that opportunity into a scholarship into a full-time MBA program and into a uh, opportunity to join a venture capital firm, uh, which I did for like five years as a venture capital investor. And so I actually look at like the entrepreneurial journey is the, there's no college you could go to or anything you can do that'll teach you skills like being an entrepreneur. And so for me, I, I not only did I have that happen for me the first time and it really increased my professional outcome, um, at the same time, then it set me up for a lot more success in my second journey. And so even no matter what the outcome comes for First Ignite, whether we get acquired you know, for some ungodly amount of money that we were hoping for when we started, uh, we 
the skills you learn and, and how you grow professionally, like it is really worthwhile. And then the other thing I've got to add is the full-time commitment to it is also really important. Like you can have your foot in the water and like want to do it. But I think the moment you say, look, I'm going to do it and I've got to build, I think the, the quote is like jumping off the cliff and building your parachute as you, as you fall down that I've heard before. And I, I think that's a perfect example is like, unless you've jumped off that cliff, it's not going to force you to like figure out how to make money or make sure you get investors so you can keep the lights on in your home. And so I, I just think that um, it's so worthwhile. And even if your venture never gets a single customer, like my first one, I promise you the outcome for you personally, uh, will be better than better than you could have expected um, with the people you meet, the skills you develop um, and, and where you'll land uh, upwards. So. What's your next impossible, my friend? My next impossible. Uh, well, one day we're going to sell this company. So, you know, I think for, for us, the biggest impossible is is uh, trying to grow this thing into a position where uh, the market values it at a rate that we find acceptable. And so for us, that's a huge impossible. You know, I'd never started a company that got customers. I'd never started a company that raised investment. We've checked off those boxes. So feeling pretty cool about that. I think more importantly is developing a tool and a software that that gains so much notoriety in the market that um, someone has to take it off our hands and, and add it to their portfolio. And so that that's definitely the next impossible, something I've never done, something I set out to do and something where I would feel like we completed what we set out to do. So that's what's up next. It's amazing. Well, your story is so inspiring. We're really grateful you took some time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Uh, again, I think the, the growth of the Northern Michigan region for technology entrepreneurship is really important. I think I'm really excited to see that that happen. Um, I think it attracts the more more different diverse talent pools and the opportunity to run a tech business here is possible. And I do it from Elk Rapids. I think I'm one of the smallest communities. So I, it's possible for everybody. So This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.